Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Well, thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm so excited to be sharing the message with a group of friends because I believe that the message that God has given me for this week is a message that is best shared in community with people around. You know, there is so much pain happening in the world right now from COVID to racial injustice to the upcoming election. The world is filled with pain. And I heard the Father speak a word to me this week that I believe applies to so much of the brokenness that we're seeing in in our culture right now. And he said to me, Jules, words wound. And he began speaking to me about our mouth and that he cares about how we speak and what we speak. And so today I I have an encouraging word, but a challenging word. And so I'm so glad to be able to share it with people in my home. You know, I've always loved gathering people in my home. We've hosted lots of things over the years from birthday parties to barbecues to baby showers. Nan's daughter, Shelby, actually got engaged in our home and that was so much fun. And of course, we've hosted countless small groups. You know, gathering together is truly one of the most life-giving things that we get to do. And it's in small groups that we get to grow, we get to learn, and we are loved. And so in this season, we are encouraging each of you to gather how you can. And of course, you could gather in small groups, you can gather to watch the service, you can gather with neighbors. We've noticed our neighbors are really open during this season. And I love some of the creativity that I've heard. Um, People, of course, are meeting in their homes, but they're also meeting outside. They're meeting in parks, they're meeting in backyards, they're even meeting in barns. Leave it to us Midwesterners, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to forget those first few weeks of the pandemic when we would go to the grocery store and how eerie was it to see shelves like cleared and emptied? It was, it was surreal. And, you know, interestingly, it wasn't just toilet paper and hand sanitizer that was in high demand. One of the products that flew off the shelves and was very hard to find was yeast. Yes, baker's yeast, that little tiny ingredient that allows bread to rise. Because interestingly, millions of people began baking bread during the pandemic. And I've actually heard that baking bread is really therapeutic. Now, I would not know because this is a true story, but I'm actually afraid of yeast. I know that sounds silly, but growing up, my mom really didn't use yeast. And she had told me that it was a fussy ingredient. And so in my mind, I got this idea like, well, I don't use yeast. Yeast is too hard. And so I've never made my own bread, but that does not mean that I do not enjoy my own bread, my bread. (laughs) I am definitely a bread lover. I love cinnamon rolls, Mm, hot and fresh, tear that apart, get to that cinnamon center, a good piece of toast with a fried egg, or maybe my personal favorite, the baguette that you can kind of like rip open, put a little butter. Okay, now I'm kind of getting hungry, so I'll stop. But good bread is so satisfying. And we thought it was such a beautiful picture for our upcoming series, um, which we've entitled Fresh Bread. And the idea is that each week um, we're going to gather together in a small group and one of our speakers is going to share a fresh word, fresh manna, um, that God has been sharing with them and speaking to them. And so um, we're excited for where God wants to take us in these next few weeks and months. Well, you know, as I kind of look back over my shoulder, I realize that, you know, things have dramatically shifted 
and that the pandemic gave us permission to do some odd things. For one, I stopped wearing real clothes. I don't know about any of you, but sweatpants and yoga pants and sweatshirts definitely were at the top of my list. And now that we're starting to like re-engage, I like go to my closet, I'm like, how do I put an outfit together again? I don't know if anyone else is feeling that. Um, but you know, it affected more than just our clothes. It affected, you know, our kids stayed up later. Um, we ate definitely more snacks than we normally eat. Uh, kids had more screen time. We had more screen time. The pandemic gave us permission. And one of the most painful things that I think the pandemic has given us permission to do is to use our words to wound one another. You know, I was watching a video of a fellow vineyard pastor, and he was talking about um, how he was planning on reopening his church, but how the Holy Spirit had empowered him and equipped him that during this season, he was not to shame, blame, or complain. And when he said that, I, I felt that thud of the Holy Spirit, um, where he like quickens your heart. And I heard him say, Jules, this is my word to people, that we have shamed, we have blamed, and we have complained during this season. You know, we've shamed one another on how we've responded over these past few months. We've judged one another's actions. Blame has honestly become rampant. We, we've blamed the government. We've blamed the media. We've blamed one another. And we've given ourselves permission to complain. You know, sometimes we couch it in, well, I just need to vent, or I, I got to get this off my chest. But really, I've just seen these these things happen in a way that it, it makes us, um, yeah, it makes us wound others with our words. And we're, I think the, the hardest part is we're wounding people who are close to us. We're wounding sometimes friends and family. Sometimes we're wounding people who aren't close to us, maybe acquaintances, but through social media, through technology, because we've been separated. And so it's almost the perfect recipe for us to wound with our words. We haven't been able to be together, and so words are actually one of the few things that we have that connect us to one another. And I saw this picture of us spewing our frustration, and it's splattering all around us. Now, there is a lot of pain, and I've already mentioned this, from COVID to reopening the country to racial injustice and the election, and that's just, again, to name a few of the issues that many of us are facing. And I believe that so much of this pain in the world, it's like festering inside of us and it's given us permission to slander and to gossip and to hate and to criticize one another. And I wanna be clear, this is sin. This is sin that Jesus actually paid that we could be free from. Honest conversations are really needed right now. And so I don't want you to hear me say that now is the time to be quiet because now is not the time to be quiet. Now is the time to speak up. It is not a time to be silent because there are people who need to be heard. We must talk about injustice. We must talk about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and the injustice and the inequity that our brothers and sisters of color face each and every day. We must talk about COVID-19 and the reopening of the country and our fear and our frustration. These are real things. We must talk about the election and voting because actually as kingdom people, part of our job is actually to engage in the world that God so dearly loves. 
And so I don't want you to hear me say that we aren't to use our words right now. But instead, what I'm saying is that we want to use our words the way that God wants us to use our words. And kingdom people, they do not blame, they do not shame, and they do not complain. There is a better way to communicate the love and the heart that the Father has for the world around us. You know that phrase we used to say when we were kids, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Can we just go ahead on record and say that is the biggest lie ever, right? right. Words can and do wound. And I heard the Holy Spirit say this to me. He said, Jules, your mouth matters. Your words have weight. We need to speak up, but there is a kingdom way. So way back in January, I know that feels like years ago, but it was actually just five months ago. This is the longest year I know of our lives. We were doing a series called Simply Jesus. And in that series, we were in Ephesians 4, which is actually just such a timely chapter right now in this uh, season in in history. Um, So I just encourage you to go back and read Ephesians 4. But we unpacked that Paul talked about how each of us have been given gifts from Jesus. And we're supposed to take those gifts and use them together to further God's kingdom. And so if you remember, we talked about the pastor and the teacher and the prophet and the evangelist and the apostle and how these gifts work together in unity to advance the kingdom of God. Well, this week I felt the Holy Spirit taking me back to Ephesians 4. And I was rereading and again, just seeing Paul's heart for unity and humility and seeing just, again, just the incredible truth that comes that when we view people through the lens of love, and kindness, it is the kingdom way. And it's so powerful. So as you keep reading down in Ephesians 4, you get, um, Paul continues to talk, and he talks about two things specifically. He talks about our new identity and how this new identity has should shape us. And then the second thing he talks about is our mouth. And I just felt like this is where the Holy Spirit was leading us today. And so I want us to turn to Ephesians 4. And I'm actually going to have Rich read uh, just a few verses for us, starting in verse 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Mm, So good. Thanks for reading. You know, when we say yes to Jesus... He gives us a brand new identity. He sets us free from the bondage of sin. And what we love to say is actually that we're no longer sinners, but we're saints. This is a radical truth that actually changes our entire lives. This new identity, empowered by God's own spirit, is the key actually to living a full life. And it's going to be the key to our mouths. Because as we embrace and embody this new identity, what happens is the Holy Spirit, he renews our thoughts and our mind, and he actually enables us to respond and interact with the world around us through his power. Because this is hard. Can we just be real? This is hard. Our own pain met with the world's pain is a recipe for explosion right now. And we need the reality of this new covenant. We need the reality that we have been made new by Jesus. Our new identity as righteous saints is actually what, what empowers us to be who God always created us to be. That's good. 
Self-effort, it's a dead-end road. Are you tired? Are you tired? Self-effort, it's a dead-end road. We are actually spirit-powered people. And we allow his spirit to come in and move in us and breathe in us and come out of us. And there is an invitation today. Jesus is asking. He's saying, let me renew you. If you're not in relationship with him, come into relationship. If you are in relationship, let my spirit renew your thoughts and your mind. You know, I want to keep reading, but now I'm going to have a switch to the message, um, which is just another version of the Bible. And I love the way the author, Eugene Peterson, he pens the next part of this passage. So Leah, would you pick up in verse 25? You bet. What this adds up to then is this, no more lies, no more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other after all. When you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Our mouths, they matter to God. And telling the truth, speaking up, it can lead to really challenging conversations. And I got to be honest, I kind of wanted to leave this part of the text out. I kind of wanted to skip over it because I don't love hard conversations. But actually, Jesus is saying, or Paul is saying here, that what we need to do is we actually need to tell the truth to one another. And actually, that anger is not an ungodly response. And I just want to say right now, I know there is a lot of anger and deserved anger. And I think the, the encouragement here is this. Don't allow that anger to become revenge. Instead, allow that anger out and then allow the spirit in to help guide you as you continue to walk forward because there has been unjust things happen. There have been hard and painful things happen. I know maybe you've lost a business. Maybe you've, uh, maybe you've, been treated unfairly because of the color of your skin, and those things are wrong, and I know there is anger. But I love what Paul is saying here. He's saying we're actually all connected. We're all connected. Let your anger do good. Let it do its job and then move past it, and he's going to continue. He's going to give us more instructions as we continue to move down. I felt the Holy Spirit say this. He said, it it led me to a question. What is the motive of your mouth? Is the motive of your mouth to bring revenge? Or is the motive of your mouth to bring heaven's solutions here to earth? We're going to talk more about the heart in just a minute. God designed us for relationship. Your mouth matters. Your words have weight. What is your motive? I want to keep reading because Paul's going to keep going in. And so I'm actually going to have Daniel pick up now in verse 29. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps, each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. This is a piping hot, fresh word. And it burns a little bit, doesn't it? It's like when you put a piece of hot bread in your mouth, 
and you get a little burn on your tongue. You know, your mouth, it matters to God. And Paul is unpacking here how our speech is so important. You know, he, he starts off by saying, don't let unwholesome, don't let corrupt talk come out of your mouth. And actually in Matthew 15, 18, uh, it tells us this, what comes out of your mouth reveals the core of your heart. So the words that come out of your mouth are actually an, an indication of what's happening in your heart. They originate in your heart and then they come out of that place. And I think this is a sobering reality that the things that are coming out of our mouth are actually a reflection of what's happening in our heart. And so I want you to take a moment and reflect like, what is coming out of your mouth? Is it vile? Is it corrupt? And can I just be honest, during this time, you know, we've been home a lot and we have a preteen. And recently I lost it with him and my words wounded him. And it was nothing that I am proud of and my heart broke as I realized I did not need to do that. That's not actually who God created me to be. And the amazing thing is this, when, we, when, when bad things come out, corrupt things, evil things, it doesn't mean that I'm not a new creation. It doesn't mean that I've lost my identity. It just means this, I'm not living fully in the grace that Jesus provided for me. I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to renew my mind. And so you know what we do? We repent. We actually say, gosh, that was wrong. And I went to our son and I said, I am sorry. Will you forgive me? I want to do better. I want wholesome things to come out of my, life, my, my mouth. I want um, kind things and good things because I believe that's what Jesus wants for us. You know, when we're living in the reality of our new heart, good things come out of our mouth. We need to embrace this new identity and allow the Holy Spirit to renew our thoughts, renew our mind, and let that stuff come out. I heard the Father say, Jules, just watch your words. It wasn't like, watch your words. It was like, watch your words. You know, we are people who call up, not out. We are people who actually understand identity so we can actually say to someone, this is who you are. And when we actually tell people who they are, do you know what happens? It releases them into their destiny. And what I see is a broken and hurting world that is desperate for men and women and boys and girls to know who God created them to be so that they can walk fully into the destiny that God planned for them long ago. This is actually what changes the world with Jesus. When we release this into the world, we want our, our words to speak life. And I, again, I just heard the Father say this, that we, we want our words to matter. We want our words to be weighted with God's love and his grace for his people. We want to watch our words. Well, Paul, he pushes us even further. He actually says, say only what is helpful. Why? Because he said words are a gift. And I, it's so interesting. You know, we have another baby. Um, she's almost 10 months now. But watching language develop, again, it's such a miracle. And, like, she's babbling. She's saying my new name, Dada. <laughs> Listen, if you grow a baby and then you nourish them yes. for months on end, you reserve the right to change your name to whatever they say first. And so, but watching language develop. And then I just stop and I step, step back and I say, whoa, God, this is how you created us. That we could love one another with words. We could encourage, we could inspire, we could promote, we could include with words. Isn't it amazing this gift? How dull would life be without words? And if we could actually see the words with um, that lens in place, that they are a gift from God to be used to bless others, I think that would be so 
incredibly powerful. And Paul keeps going. He goes, well, why would we do this? Well, he actually says that we don't want to grieve God by the way that we live. And I think, again, this is a sobering thought that we can actually make the father sad with the way that we use our words. And I can relate to this as a mother, you know, as I watch my children, especially during this season, say some unkind things to one another. And I often say to them, stop, you do not know how blessed you are to have siblings. Now, you a lot of times don't appreciate siblings until you're much older, but my siblings are now some of my best friends. They are such a gift. And it's the same way with our brothers and sisters at the church. We are so incredibly blessed to have one another. And my encouragement to each and every one of us is let's not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's not grieve the Father by the way we speak to one another. We are part of God's family, and we want to use our words to love one another, to uplift one another. Paul just keeps going. He's like, make a clean break. Make a clean break. Stop these bad habits. This profane talk and the backbiting, all of that, just stop it. Some of us may need to go on voice rest this week. Now, voice rest was made up by the Lehman family. (laughs) Usually it was given to my father, Hap, who's our founding (laughs) pastor, who occasionally needed to just stop talking and listen a little bit more. But actually, I actually believe there's a grace this week. Some of you, you're really weary. And actually, the encouragement is just put yourself on voice rest. Maybe you haven't intentionally wounded people with your words, but the reality is there's a lot of pain happening right now. And if you would just take a step back, the Holy Spirit actually wants to empower you because I believe there's actually conversations that need to be had, but you need a time of rest to be able to fully engage in what the Holy Spirit wants to lead and guide you in. And then this passion, uh, passage, it just so beautifully ends with gentleness and kindness, which I just think are two of the most underused kingdom um, principles and, and practices out there. You know, it's like gentleness and kindness to me are like salve on an open wound. Actually, Proverbs tells us that a gentle answer, de- de- a gentle answer deflects anger. And as you can imagine, over the past few months, Mike and I have received a variety of feedback, and some of it very heated. And I'm not going to pretend that my first response was always kindness and gentleness. I cried, and I wrote things and deleted them before I sent them. But I am very grateful for the Holy Spirit who lives in me, who empowers me to listen, who empowers me to watch my words knowing that my mouth matters. And I have not done it perfectly, but I'm so grateful for these two gifts of kindness and gentleness that have actually guided us in our responses. Um, And we know we haven't done it perfectly. That's why we're so grateful for the grace of family, right? Because in family, we're quick to forgive, and that's right where Paul takes us. He actually says to us, may we be people, as we've received Christ's forgiveness, may we then freely give it away to others. And I believe that in this season, forgiveness is fuel. May we be people who quickly extend and then receive forgiveness, keeping short accounts with one another. And I understand that's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit because there is real pain. There are real problems right now, but we can trust the Holy Spirit to empower us to forgive during this season. I want to come back to this because I want to make sure you hear this. This is a time for hard real, honest conversation. As we speak, we want to allow the Holy Spirit to be our helper. Because here's the reality. Our mouths matter. Our words have weight. And so we're simply asking along the way, Father, what's the motive of my mouth? And then we're saying, 
help me watch my words, Holy Spirit, so that they could be words of life and love. May we be kingdom people who speak love and light to a broken world. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.